What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Welcome to Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasberry. This is Frank Pelican. And you're listening to The Quick Cage tonight. Frank, which Nicolas Cage movie did you watch this week and are you going to tell us about? Uh, so tonight might be the most surprising, positive Quick Cage we've ever done. Huh. Um, both in terms of the fact that I figured I would wait until the bitter end to watch this movie. And that I was actually kind of surprised that I liked it. So... We're going to talk about 2013's The Croods, um, animated movie uh, produced by DreamWorks, um, along with uh, Nick Cage providing a voice. Also, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Catherine Keener, uh, Cloris Leachman, um, all providing voices. Um, it is a CGI animated movie uh, that follows a very historically inaccurate family of um cave people so i suppose what comes after what, what what's later in evolution cro-magnon or neanderthal neanderthal is later than cro-magnon right i believe so that that's that's not that's not kind of knowledge i normally have yeah but, me um, so wh- whichever one of these things is older that's what the crudes are um and the crude daughter who's like a 17 year old Cubescent, I don't know. Neanderthals are after, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Because that's part of the thing is they have the sloping foreheads. That's what the Cro-Magnons had was the sloping, like the lesser developed, like prefrontal cortex, right, or frontal lobe. Right. Um, So they live in this prehistoric world, but it's not based on any sort of reality. Like there's flying like turtle dragons and land whales and like all these things that like never existed like it's basically this fantasy world with giant towering trees and i don't know it's actually like a really cool realized like fantasy universe in a lot of ways and i think that it kind of works because it doesn't beat you over the head with the idea that like like you watch something like avatar the um james cameron movie where everything has to be explained and you have like the fucking unobtainium causes the islands to float. And here's an explanation about these animals. And here's a whole like living, breathing ecosystem. And this movie's just like, let's take different creatures that really existed and smack them together into some weird amalgamation. And that's what this family's dealing with. So that's the movie pretty much. And basically the continents are shifting and they have to escape from where they live in these caves and cross this basically inhospitable jungle um, to get to safety. Um, and they're led there by the Ryan Reynolds voice. Um, Guy is the name of the character. Uh, he's the Neanderthal that's kind of like mastered fire and has all this knack for invention and um, 
Eep is her name, I guess. Eep. Okay. That's the um, Emma Stone character. That's the older daughter of Nick Cage's Nick Cage and Catherine Keener, um, who are the parents. She falls in love with Guy, and then Nick Cage is jealous of him because Nick Cage just likes to hide in a cave at night and hit things with rocks. Like that's his um, that's his mo. Uh, really, kind of a in in like a weird, absolutely non-scientific or historic context but it's kind of a look at the human transition from um like basically into like from like hunter the transition into being like hunter gatherers really okay um into being like more civilized in terms of like using innovation and like primitive technology to accomplish things as opposed to just like we got to go get these eggs and like, we don't know what we're going to eat today type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, voice acting is all really good in it. Uh, Nick Cage is just sounds just like Nick Cage, which is really disconcerting coming out of this like hawking, you know, Cro-Magnon like CGI character with tiny little legs. Um, but it's got some funny moments. It's got some pretty good action sequences. Um, when you compare it to other CGI cartoons, you know, the past 20 years, because that's been predominantly what's been out as opposed to, like, traditional hand-drawn animation. Um, I think it stacks up pretty well against stuff like like Ice Age and, um, I don't know, like, all that other stuff that was out. Uh, Shrek, you know, like, it's got, like, a similar heart to a movie like Shrek. Okay. Um, maybe not quite the level of sophistication, but also it isn't, like, completely outside that realm. Like, it's... It, it's maybe a little more geared towards children, but not quite so much where it's like unwatchable from an adult standpoint. Um, but it's just really well done. And honestly, I, it's it's really close to breaking the Uncanny Valley to me, um, where it looks so realistic sometimes that it's really disconcerting to see like these super deformed heads and faces on bodies that are moving and reacting like real people a lot of times like it's real close to that you know it's almost like vaguely creepy watching it um but the cgi animation of the landscapes and the way it does like lighting effects and rocks and physics and motion is all really it's it's really brilliant honestly it's really impressive um frankie was a little old for cartoons when this came out so it's not really something that i was like, I knew that the Croods existed, and I thought it just looked like a stupid, you know, whatever. Like, one of those movies. Ice that, Age ripoff or something? like Kind of, yeah, but, like, not even as clever as Ice Age. And I I think the Ice Age movies are just okay. Like, I, I don't think they're that great. I've never, but I've, really, I've never seen one of them, so I they, they really benefit from their voice cast, the Ice Age movies. And, you know, the level of, like, just, I don't know, heart that comes from people like, like, like Queen Latifah and... I can't remember who else, like Gilbert Gottfried or whatever, that do the voices in those movies. Like, there's really, like, a lot of investment there. Um, but it's the same thing here, and it's really well done. Um, there's similar stuff, not not in terms of, like, tone or whatever um, subject matter, but, like, Over the Hedge is another one that just kind of, like, I watched and it caught me off guard by how really just, like, a good movie it was, you know? Like, 
mm-hmm. reminded they, they remind me a lot of the stuff that we used to like in like when we were kids in terms of those action adventure movies that also had some appeal for adults but still were like firmly rooted in the idea of like the wonder of being a child kind of if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah i was really impressed by it um it I was looking for Nick Cage movies. It was like World Trade Center was too long and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And USS Indianapolis was too long and I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> and then it's like, I really don't want to watch Gone in 60 Seconds again because I hate that fucking movie. Like, spoiler alert. Um, and there was something else that came up. Oh, he's got another movie that's exactly like uh, Score to Settle and Rage and running with the like all these movies where it's like nick cage revenge movies and it's mm-hmm. it might even be called something like revenge um and i couldn't bring myself to watch that so so i watched this and i was actually pretty pleasantly surprised i can't remember where i found it. i think it was on netflix it's on um so just as a peek inside because there's not really much else to talk about this movie um especially because you don't really get the full physicality of nick cage in it um, and his voice acting is good. I think it's very, it's over the top what it needs to be because obviously it's like a comedy action, like children's cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's mostly, you know, just restrained and normal and modulated. And, um, he plays well off of, especially Ryan Reynolds and, um, Emma Stone. Like there's some really good verbal interplay between them. Um, so you can tell that they, like, I, I think everyone, kind of enjoyed the source like the script and the source material and what they were doing um which makes it you know a lot more watchable and a lot more entertaining so um but just as like a, a look inside like how i do the quick cage because you and i talk pretty extensively about most of the lists in terms of like what lists we're going to do and then i give you the list of the movies yeah, and, and we'll, we, we'll talk sometimes vaguely we te- about we text movies. well we text about like you know a general opinion or something or right. Like you, 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 you generally know how I feel about something before we start doing those episodes. Sure. And we, you know, we talk about the order, but like the quick cages are always, I think with the exception of one time, a couple times with, with, with court of call, new Orleans, definitely bad lieutenant. Yes. You knew in advance. So you could watch it. And there might've been something else recently. Yeah, there's something else recently. Maybe color out of space. I had you watch before we did the quick cage on it. Um, yeah. Something like that. Maybe Mandy. I'm not sure. One of those two. Well, Mandy showed up on another list. So you had to watch that. Um, mm-hmm. Mandy Mandy was on an actual top five. Like maybe a fresh five? I don't think that's true. But yeah. I don't think so. I'm almost positive we talked about Mandy nah. when I first saw it. I don't think so. Maybe that was just in real life. Yeah. Mandy should be on a top five list. Should have been on top five cult movies. Anyway. Um... But the quick age, you're mostly surprised. So yeah. what I do is I sit down and I go to Prime, I go to Hulu, I go to Peacock, I go to HBO Max, I go to Disney Plus, and I go to Tubi and Netflix. And I type in Nick Cage, and I see what comes up. And then I go through and I figure out like what I'm going to watch for the week. Because honestly, he has so many movies, like they're pretty constantly being added. Um, and going away too, which is another um, potential pitfall of doing the quick cage because sometimes there's something where I can't bring myself to watch it, but then all of a sudden it's now three ninety nine. So right. at some point I have to fucking pay to watch a movie that I didn't want to watch when it was free. 
Right. Um, so this was one of the, this was like literally the bottom of the barrel for me, this movie, <laughs> when I was going through it this week. Like I, I couldn't bring myself to watch anything else that was free. It was like Zandali was there and I didn't want to watch Zandali and, um, guarding tests and I don't want to watch that you know all this stuff that I was like sitting here and it was like physically painful like scrolling through everything so finally the crudes was I don't know 100 and 108 minutes or something I was like fucking right like that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I was really really pleasantly surprised I thought it was really um, really well done I think it has a lot of heart to it um, I don't think it's quite to the level of like the best of Pixar or the best Shrek movies necessarily. Um, but it's just a tier below that, you know, it's definitely right. watchable as an adult. I think that if you have young kids, I think it's imminently watchable. Um, even people that are like preteen or like early teens, I think would enjoy it. Um, it's a quick watch. It's definitely, it will make you laugh. Um, it made me laugh out loud, like legitimately a few times, not just said like, and it's not crass. It's not like a lot of like dick and fart jokes or, poop jokes or you know like whatever you know like all those really gross kids movies kind of like sink to that level but this is more about like not to be too philosophical about this fucking cgi caveman movie but uh you know it's it it's about like learning to i want you to be i want you to be philosophical about (laughs) it's it's about learning to accept like your shortcomings and how to still be a productive member of like an um like a functioning unit uh whether it's like a family unit or a community you know while like appreciating the achievements of others and still recognizing your own usefulness in that situation and it's kind of like heartwarming at the end because like when he realizes you know when when nick cage kind of turns the corner uh his character's name is ugg by the way um, to further enhance the philosophical nature of this conversation. Um, <laughs> when he realizes this, you know, when he kind of like starts to innovate himself and realize that he has these things inside him and he may not be as, you know, quick thinking and brilliant as um, Guy, but he also has his own uses and he ends up saving his family and saving himself. And it's really good. Like it's, um, it's just it's 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 a really it's a really cool movie. It's got a really good vibe to it, and it's definitely worth watching. So that's awesome. Like I the, that that that's that's the uh, that sounds like the best lesson out of any um, Nick Cage movie that you've talked about on here, right? Because usually it's like don't fuck hookers, <laughs> don't steal crack, right? Probably don't make deals with the devil, right? There's a lot of lessons you can learn from Nick Cage. You know, don't don't get in like all-consuming debt to the Chinese and or Russians and have to, like, work it off by making terrible um, pseudo-historical epics for the rest of your life. Right. Or really bad crime crime thrillers. So I'm going through Cage's filmography here, because I do this every week, like, as you're, like, talking and stuff and kind of scroll through. There's... It's really interesting that, like, you only have one movie left to complete 2019. A movie called what Grand Grand Isle. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't wanted to watch that yet. Um and besides some things where it's like I think he's a minor part of it. Nah, there's stuff you haven't done the humanity bureau, right? Mm-mm. No, I keep putting it off. 
and you didn't do the Looking Glass, right? No, you we did, did do looking, looking. You glass. did do. We did do Looking Glass. Two oh, eleven. Two. Yeah, we did. I remember it now. I just. Oh, we did. Two eleven. You haven't done. I don't know what that is. American action film directed by York Shackleton. <sighs> You're I making. That, I think that is. I think. That, I think that's also the guy that like. Um, I don't know. Discovered Antarctica or something like that. Right or. Like, um, uh, the fucking Amistad across the ocean. Disgruntled mercenaries corner a mob boss in Afghanistan. Like that's the first sentence oh, of the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, have yeah, you I've... seen that? No, I haven't seen it, but it, it pops oh, okay. up every once in a while gotcha. when I'm searching for Nick Cage. So it's like <sighs> there's still so many movies you haven't done here, but it feels like you've done so many. There's some really good movies I haven't done yet. There, there, there are. There's actually you're. Even though you have like eighty, we have what like eighty. Well, most of the, you haven't done the boy in blue yet. Um, Cotton Club, we haven't done yet. Right, but he's a minor role in that, right? Like a very so minor he's role. Still there. Yeah, I mean, okay. Like I didn't know how you were going to handle those minor roles. I thought you were going to like start like. Kind I'll of... clump them. I, I, at some point, I'll watch two of them and I'll clump them together, and we'll just right. do a yeah a twofer. Um. But like the early '90s, like besides Red Rock West now and um, Trapped in Paradise, like pretty much like all the early from '90 to Leaving Las Vegas, like is like just empty besides those two movies. Um, like you're you haven't really like uh invested in the um in the early '90s cage too much. Well, a lot of it isn't free. Mm, gotcha. So right now in the early nineties, the only thing let me try and think. Zandali is free. That's him and Judd Hirsch or Judge Reinhold. Judge Judge, Judge Reinhold. <laughs> it's a um it's a love triangle movie. Yeah, I was just I was yeah, I was just looking at it like before because I didn't know what that movie was. But um Right. I've I've actually seen that movie before, but it's been a really long time. I think I, I, just, I was just laughing about Judd Hirsch versus Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Like, that's, that's my name hilarious. is Judge. Yeah, my, <laughs> I um, know. I also now that it is Judge Reinhold because Judd Hirsch. Um, maybe I could see that. Um, but uh, I cannot see Judge Reinhold in a fucking that early early thriller. 90s, you know that that's that's his milieu in the early nineties because he's got like this dead dead eyed mannequin like. Eros to him, where he's vaguely sweaty and his mouth is full of like lustful saliva, like all the time. Like it's weird, but I swear to God, like I'm I'm gonna have to look up his filmography. There's some other Judge Reinhold movie from that time period that's like an erotic thriller, or where he plays like a obsessive boyfriend or something. I can't remember what it is. All right, well, well, when we get to that someday, we'll just that'll become the Judge Reinhold episode. Um. But like Honeymoon in Vegas, Amos and Andrew, Guarding Tess, it could happen to you. Right. Um, and then the one I'm looking forward to, because I will rewatch it when I know you're going to do it, is I'm, I want to rewatch Kiss of Death. Because um, that movie's fucking so, terrible. Fucking Kiss of Death. Hold on, let me look this shit up. Is super expensive to rent. And it's not yeah? free anywhere. Yeah, it's really annoying. Because actually. My initial thought was like, oh, I'll do Kiss of Death this week. It's funny that you said that because it's been so long since I've watched Kiss of Death that I was like, you know what? Maybe that movie's better than what I remember when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old, however old I was when it came out. Um, but I'm almost positive it's not streaming anywhere. 
like you get the 1947 Kiss of Death, the one that it's based on. Right. That pops up like yeah, all over Richard, the place. It's Richard Richard Woodmark, I think. Yeah. Yeah, some. Um. Yeah, that's weird. It's not on Amazon. It's not on Google right now. Right. Um, so it's like I was so annoyed. Like, how am I going to review this? So it's going to have to happen. And this is another like brief insight into whatever the quick cage slash the two guys five movies podcast i'm gonna have to fucking buy kiss of death on dvd off right. of ebay right probably for like two, probably for like two dollars <laughs> so i can watch kiss of death mm-hmm. and talk about it for 35 minutes on the quick cage i actually this weekend i have this, um decide, I, let's just quickly decider is listing it under hbo now so let me, but it's not coming up on Max. So, but uh, go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to look on Max real quick and see. Um, I actually picked up the uh, the Blu-ray of uh, Wild at Heart. Mm. So that's going to be this weekend. Is that not anywhere either? I don't know. No. Uh, no. If it is, it's somewhere I don't have access to it. And I got the Blu-ray for like eight bucks, mm-hmm. like brand new too, which was really surprising to me. So when I saw it, I was like, shit, like I wouldn't even mind having that just generally, you know, with my other Lynch stuff. So I just ended up picking it up, but I've been sitting on it for a month and a half because I'm waiting for a time when like the other night I'm sitting there and I just can't imagine having to do anything aside like to like to pay for the movies that are available. And that's when I'll, um, right. That's when I'll pop in the Blu-ray event. Of course, that means I have to get up and take whatever game is in my PS4 out. And I know, I, I know, I know that it's ridiculous. But that really is the worst. It's terrible. It's terrible to do that. Yeah, it's you shouldn't awful. have to. No, no. Like what? What? What is this world we're living in? Where we one of, one of the things I love. I, I know you've only watched part, a little bit of it, but um. In the expanse, like they have, like they're basically their versions of like those kind of like cell phone things, and that they are just like constantly just like taking the phone and just like swiping information to another person's like device or swiping it onto a bigger screen. And it's like, God, I can't wait for that day because even like the like the AirPlay or whatever the fuck you know, right? Apple has fuck all that stuff. I don't want, no. I just want to be able to sit there with the YouTube video that is on this screen and just be able to like push it. And push it onto the screen that's in the bigger screen that's in front of me. Like, so can you not do that with Chromecast? Mm. I could have sworn that's what Chromecast was. That's a Heaster question. Heaster, let us know. <laughs> Heaster ain't listening to this. Heaster's going to get a Heaster revival here in a couple months. <clears throat> So, Kiss of Death is available on Hulu with a Hulu Plus Live TV subscription for sixty four ninety nine per month. So, I'm doing <laughs> just, that too. Right, you're just gonna buy it for two dollars on eBay, right? Uh, let me um, let's do some uh, let's do some eBay research right now. Oh, just so you, I, okay. So, one thing I do want to bring up, like a clarification, um. So the Neanderthals um, are sooner than Cro-Magnons. Um, the Cro-Magnons are kind of like their better cousins that come along and just make them um, 
obsolete. And what? Longer. What's then? It's it's Homo Homo sapiens are after that. Both of them. Right? Yes. Yes. So then, then Guy is a Homo sapien, and the Crudes are Cro-Magnons. Okay. Um, so it's more than $2, which is a little disappointing, mm. but also less than 12. Mm. Um, I got one here that's, uh, so does that just mean that it's $11 or $11.99? Look, well, no, because it's, they all have fucking the, the best, the best deal is $12 and 66 cents with free shipping and it benefits charity. Mm-hmm. That's probably the one I'm gonna have to go for. I ain't doing this now though because I just can't. I got enough to. There ain't no need for that. This website. I got, pe- I got people offering me deals on um GI Joes mm. on eBay right now. So, and I'm boxed NES games. You you don't use eBay all that much, I know. No. So this is more of a. A pet peeve that probably Orion and I would have. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're interested in something on eBay, like for me, I'll always like put it on my watch list, especially if it's something where it's like a live auction or whatever. But with the buy it nows, when I put them on my watch list, I do it just to remind myself in the future of something that like I might want to purchase, but I didn't want to purchase it at the time. Mm-hmm. The thing that annoys the shit out of me is when you do a buy it now watch list and the seller comes back with like a 3% reduction. In like price, and it's like, what you, you ain't enticing me with this three percent? Like, what do you like? And and then the shipping is still usually like eight dollars, so it's like you didn't even save any money. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't think I. I don't know. I just don't think I believe like anybody. Like for me personally, not for other people, obviously. I mean, for the stuff that we buy, especially in the makes current... sense for collecting and stuff like that. Yeah, makes sense. I, mean, I don't buy that's, things. But that's when I used it back in the day. All things being equal, if I can buy it off Amazon or buy it off eBay, even if it's a little less expensive off eBay, I'll just buy it off Amazon because I believe more in the idea of like getting a new product yeah. delivered to my house. But I'll tell you, I'll never sell on eBay ever again. Like I, I got, I got really so bad. exhausted selling on eBay when I sold like everything I owned um, yeah. all those years ago. Um, yeah, I just I just can't ever do it ever again. I'll, I'll never sell on eBay ever again. I had a brief moment the other day where I was um, looking at all my boxed NES games and thinking, mm-hmm. like, maybe I should sell all this stuff. Right. Because um, the prices for that shit is, like, ridiculous now. And yeah. A lot of it I is... I mean, I sold at the right time, I think, like, in terms of all my DVDs. Like, yeah, I agree that. with that. The only thing I wish I hadn't sold now is Homicide. Like, like on the street. Because you can't find oh, that, that anywhere. Oh, that kiss of death that was on um, Hulu mm-hmm. is something else. It was just a misleading cover. Mm, okay. Kiss yeah, of death, I, man. I fucking... That is a highly enjoyable bad movie. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. Have, have you watched it since it came out? Did you watch it when it I, came out? I watched it in the theater opening night. Okay. Same, same, um, same here. So we were probably, God, we had to be in the same theater for that too, probably. It was in theater 11, <clears throat> although at the time it was theater 7. I don't remember those kind of things, but 
you do because uh, you work there. But... When you go to the right hand side of the concession stand, yeah, and there's the big theater straight ahead of you, right? That was theater six, the theater to the right of that, mm-hmm. which was like a third tier size theater at the time. It was that a small was theater, I remember, for Kiss of Death. Okay, yeah, yeah it, was, so. it, it, it was like a hundred and eleven seat auditorium. So yeah. it's 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 a it's a mid tier. Yeah. God, nothing will ever be able to watch a movie in that fucking building again, considering that they went out of business or they whatever shuttered everything. They'll be back. I don't know about that. I don't think they'll be back. Regal? Regal will be back. I don't know. Regal's doing the smart thing. I can't. um, Regal Regal's just shuttering shit and waiting it out and they'll they'll be back. I can't keep that kind of hope in my heart, man, (laughs) because. Regal, I got, look. I I am not a business person. I know shit about any of that kind of stuff. I'm, but my instinct says that Regal, by just shuttering shuttering the doors, saying like no, in like what most most of their theaters, right? They're doing that in. I think that, everything in North America. Okay, yeah. It's like just just stop, just stop, stop trying to like run shit and and like try to. We talked about this a few weeks ago like yeah, privately and it's like you know um i think that's the right move is 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 just shut it down and i think regal probably is probably uh, has enough money to survive um amc obviously like wants to you know does just is a poorly run company no they're just assholes all right so um <laughs> So you're gonna do an early '90s movie next week? Is that what you said? Yeah, I might do. Um, I might just do Zandali because I feel like that's something that. Um, I feel like that's something that could go away pretty quickly. I've never Uh, heard of this movie before. So if you do that next week, that'll be interesting. Where's that at? Prime, I think it's free. It's also free on Tubi, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. What's that? Tubi. You fucker. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> um, I'll watch options. Yes, you're correct. It's on uh, Prime right now and is um, on Tubi. So. <laughs> Who would know more about Nicolas Cage than me? I know, right? You're the source. <clears throat> God, the, right. cover of, the cover oh. of Vandalie is so fucking ridiculous because it's like is this Judge the one Ryan that's like black and white with him and it was Judge Reinhold in the center? Is this the one you're referring to? No, it's Nicolas Cage is on the left and Judge Reinhold is on the right. And Nicolas Cage has a Van Dyke. Okay. Is, that, is, is that the thin mustache with the thin like soul patch goatee? Yes. And then no, 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 Judge no, no, Reinhold. No, 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 no. That's what is that? Well, whatever it is, it's fucking sexy. And then Judge <laughs> Reinhold just has this really thin, long mustache. Yeah, and then um, uh, what's her name? Erica Anderson's in the middle, like trying to look all uh, all sultry. No, that's really pissing me off that I I can't remember what that that oh is God, called it's only, exactly. It's only ninety four minutes. I may watch it tonight. <laughs> right, and you'll be done for the week for the quick cage. You'll just be all no a week early. That's not the Zappa. That's that's not exactly what it is. 
Um, God, now, now Prime is trying to recommend. It's closest now because that's a long like that's a, his isn't long. It's closest to the Napoleon the Third Imperial beard. He's kind of doing his own thing right now. Like I don't see, I don't see anything that quite matches exactly that. Prime is pushing all these fucking sex thrillers on me right now. Because you search for that? Because I searched for Zandali. Mm-hmm. And then I happened to press down for a second just to see, and now I'm getting like the four dimensions of Greta and the sex monster and blush. Good dick. I think that's a comedy, though. Fantasy. Deadly virtues. Deadly virtues colon love period honor period obey period. That must be part of a series. Mm. The lover is on there though. Do you know that movie? No. It's um early nineties. It's got a uh, Jane March and uh, Tony Leung in it. It's about Jane March, like basically. Falling in love with Tony Leung in um, whoo, Vietnam, I think. Okay. Um, and like obviously it's a scandal because right can't have a can't have this pure white French lady having sex with the the Chinese I, dude. I do love some Tony Leung, so that's on uh, Prime. Yeah. Okay. I actually think it's a pretty good movie. It's uh, Jean-Jacques Hinault directed it. Um, he's a pretty good director. So, yeah, I don't know. I might watch that, too, just to watch it. Is that... Hold on. Is that uh, the name of the Rose guy? Hinault? Yeah, I think that's right. I just... I feel like we just watched something. It was like... He oh, just yeah, yeah. Na- name of the Rose, Quest for Fire, Seven Years in Tibet. Oh. Hmm. Well, that's no good. Let's forget about that one. <laughs> right. Why did he come up recently? I don't know. There's a, there's a reason. He did come up recently. <clears throat> I'm not a huge fan of Quest for Fire, although it's been a really long time since I've seen it. No, I don't know what that movie is. <laughs> you don't know Quest for Fire? No. It's like the precursor to the cruise. It's it's like literally the same movie as the Croods. It's just like yeah, I never seen. Of, yeah, you're you're, you're exactly right. Paleolithic Europe plots around the struggle for control of fire by early humans. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's got it's got it's got your girl in it too, Ray Don Chong. Why is she my girl? I don't know. You like her, don't you? Why does it not have my guy in it? Ever it's McGill. Got Ron, it's got Ron Perlman. He's your guy in it. Uh, Ever McGill is too. Ever McGill's more your guy, maybe. I don't know. Ray Dong Chong is actually more my yeah. my girl anyway. That's true. Um hmm. oh, here's somebody that's yeah, in think... this movie that was in Young and the Restless. I'll have to look up and see who that is. Hmm. Okay, well now that I think you pulled it back around to the cruise, I think that's it. I think like yeah. once once we've like wrapped around, it's like unofficially we just have to end it now. So yeah, I think we okay. did a good job. 
So, <laughs> all right, everybody, have a good week. Uh, this week on the podcast, we will be returning with the first episode of 2021, which is the top five animated films of the 1980s. Um, Crazy. Yeah. So, um, good list coming up uh, this Sunday. Uh, other than that, everybody have a great rest of the week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good night.